everything beautiful begins on the inside and radiates out, whether it's our personal beauty or that of our business and branding. Welcome to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we help you find the success that you deserve by challenging you to take an outside and inside look at your branding and business. Now, here's your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. We know that static is your enemy. And if you don't find your brand frequency, you're going to be wasting a lot of time, energy, and money. And as we go into this new decade, you are going to have to refine your brand so clear and have such clarity with it because that's the way that people are going to find you. You can't market to everybody because not everybody is going to understand it. And with this very, very dense, convoluted world out there that we're trying to build businesses in, uh, the clearer that your message is, the faster people will come to you. And that is so true of my guest today, which is Candy Shaw. And we're going to be talking about the story of Sunlight Balayage. Welcome, Candy. Thank you, Bonnie. Glad to be here. I'm so excited to be here because, you know, you're really one of those brands that I enjoy watching and I like being um, uh, a fan. Uh, I'm a big fan of your brand. And um, as we kind of progress into the show, we'll talk a little bit about how specifically you've done that. But let me give everybody a little insight as to who you are so we can uh, we can do a more formal introduction here. So you grew up in the beauty industry and you're the daughter of a formal former world champion competition hairdresser, Jameson Shaw, and the world's foremost authority of balayage education. And because I know we're speaking with our beauty industry, but we're also speaking with consumers, I'll have you as we kind of progress down, define balayage a little bit more. But you were named uh, in 2018 Educator of the Year by the Intercoffure America in Canada, which is a huge honor. Uh, you were trained in Paris to be a French cutter and a balayage highlighter. And that's really part a big part of your success story here that I know that you're going to share. You teach a fast, efficient, and no-nonsense method to hair painting that's designed to help stylists in the beauty industry to be able to double their income which that's a, that's, that's a pretty bold statement right there. You have, uh, you've had three companies and you're, um, you got a 50 chair salon where you personally see guests still uh, quite a few, 35 plus each day. You have a training academy. And then of course you have the company Sunlight's Balayage, which is what we're going to be highlighting today. Um, and um, all of this has been done because of your passion for the industry and the ability to be able to see a strong need in the industry, too. So I'm delighted to be able to have you as a guest today because not only do I want to highlight you uh, and your company, but I want to highlight you as a female entrepreneur who's built a great brand and is continuing to help people make money, which honestly, that's that's what it's got to be about, right? One hundred percent. I never meet anybody that doesn't want that last part, you know, mm-hmm. working smarter, not harder, and and uh, certainly doing something with their passion, but being able to be paid for that is really amazing, too. Yeah, perfect. So we are here on the Voice America Network um, as a live radio show and a podcast, but we're, I also want to let you guys know that we're live on Facebook on my uh page called Bonnie Bonadeo. So you can watch us and join us there as well. Now, uh, 
Candy, I want to start out because you have you have a great story and you have a great story, obviously, as uh, somebody who got into the beauty profession at a very young age. But you have a great story just as a female entrepreneur and some of the struggles that you were facing. So I'm going to let you tell our audience a little bit more about how you got started in beauty. Well, like you said before, my father was a hairdresser and um I actually started trading math homework for haircuts at my school when I was in the seventh grade because I was dyslexic and I really struggled with studies. And so I had to figure out how to be an entrepreneur very early on and figure out a way to pass class so that I could hurry up and graduate. I never went to beauty school. I never went to college. I literally just knew I had a passion for hair. My mother was a makeup artist. My father, as I said, was a hairdresser. And I just knew that that was the the course that I wanted to take. And it all sort of morphed. I mean, you know, I didn't set out to say, let me build a brand. Let me be an entrepreneur. I just fell in love with the art of giving beauty for a living. And once I started to become stronger behind the chair and becoming a teacher and an educator, it began to morph into something a whole lot more. And that was the birth, basically, of Sunlight's Balayage. Yeah, good. Give us a little insight then. So you've, you've been doing hair for years. You know, yes, and obviously, if you start- <laughs> yeah, obviously, if you started out when you were in seventh grade trading haircuts yeah. for Matt, I wish I would have thought of that. That was that's brilliant <laughs> that, you know, there's that part where you worked behind the chair, you worked for your father and with your father yeah. for many years in this. And, you know, you but you were you were classically trained in, in some French techniques that really gave you a little bit of um, a point of difference. I would I would say that is definitely true. Um, you know, my father was always about education and constant education. Uh, I bought the business from my father, I'm going to say now about 18 years ago, and I work in our business with my husband and my son. But being a French cutter always sort of separated me from the, uh, to the layman, it might not sound like a whole lot something, a whole lot different, but it was definitely separating me from the conventional methods and how people did hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, So right off the bat, I learned that I needed to Americanize French cutting to the American hairdryer. So I opened an academy over 20 years ago where I began to teach, and that was my journey of French cutting. Then that started to fall into balayage and um, the birth of balayage and the trend of balayage. And um, I got some formal training when I was uh, left high school and went on to live in Paris and uh, just for a short period of time in my life. And I got some formal training there. And then I kind of came back and just sort of fell in love with the art of it. Uh, like I said, opened an academy, and then uh, that became something bigger, uh, bigger and better along the way with the birth of Sunlight's Balayage. Okay, perfect. Now, help me to define to our listeners what balayage is and how it compares to maybe other services they might be familiar with in the salon. Well, I think any of your listeners would probably know a lot about how to get highlights in their hair by using a foil. That is a conventional method. Um, Back in the day, we used to pull hair through a cap. Now what we do is we uh, paint hair and freehand painting has become such a revolution in our industry. Why do we love it? Because it's faster, it's greener, uh, it's uh, 
more profitable. And quite frankly, it's fun because you can actually unleash your inner artist by following the layers of hair and haircuts and actually paint energy into the hair where the hair needs brightness and or uh, depth. So it really helps us as artists to make our work our own and not necessarily just follow a robotic pattern that foiling may be where you actually weave and put hair into a small uh, hot pocket as we call it. So it's really kind of revolutionized our business uh, simply because now uh, the, the guest understands how much more natural it is and how it, um, it sort of mimics childlike hair color and makes things just look younger and more fashionable. Mm, I love that. So balayage is, is, a, is a technique, but you converted this particular hair painting technique and created a company around it with products as well. Well, yeah, it's really funny how it happened. I was kind of bootlegging out the back, if you want to know the God's honest truth. And I think any entrepreneur or anybody building a brand would say, you know, you start off just doing what the need is. And I just found the need. And when I was in my academy, I would be painting hair and I would be taking a product from here and a a tool from there and a technique uh, development from here. And I was sort of putting it in a little brown paper bag and calling it my, you know, my balayage kit. And um, I was selling it to my student. Why? Because there was such a need. And it, it was like, a, you know, it, it would be like any company if you started baking cookies and everybody loved your cookies, you know, everybody wants them, you know. So I was just literally taking my little recipes and putting them out there for people to take back to their salons. Well, as I continued to do that, I found that there was just a bigger need for uh, uh, a balayage product that would work for uh, the hairdresser in a, in a bigger in a bigger scope. And so I kind of went to the leading manufacturers and I sat down with them and I said, you know what? Look, we need a uh, balayage lightener for painting hair because foiling lighteners are different, uh, and balayage lighteners. Um, in my opinion, or, or we just didn't have a lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. So I went to those leading manufacturers and I said, you know, we really need to do this. And they said, you know what, Candy, balayage is just a trend. You know, it's going to go away. And I said, really? Because I disagree with you. I think balayage is like the little black dress. It's not going anywhere. It's going to change this, the course of, of what we're doing behind the chair. And uh, so, therefore, when I had that big fat no, I said, you know what? I'm going to do this myself. I was scared to death. I had no idea what I was getting into. I really only knew what I loved and that was painting hair. And so I started doing my research and I took the time to find a chemist and I took the time to think about what would make my product different. And um, one thing I always say is uh, Georgia's natural resource is clay. And I thought, you know what, if I'm painting hair, wouldn't it make a lot of sense to have something that would adhere to hair and that would stick to hair because I don't have a foil to put it in. What would I, you know, how could I paint hair and make it stick and not be a big dust bath like bleach lighteners are. And so I played around with kale and clay, uh, drove our chemist crazy. And two years later, um, sunlights was born and I found the perfect product created the perfect product to paint hair with. So it was a whole lot of fun, but again, scared out of my mind, had no idea what I was doing. 
I, I loved a couple things that you said. One was you started out playing around with it anyway, um, which, you know, some of the greatest entrepreneurs today started in their garage. We all know who they are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also mentioned, too, that it was you went out and said, hey, we need this. And they said, no. Yeah. And that usually is that that right there is always the greatest success story. When somebody tells you no and you're like, hmm, I'm going to show <laughs> you. Yeah. So be, so w- let's stay on this conversation of balayage here for a little bit. I, I, I want you to kind of one of the things that you said, because I want to give that 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 vision to our listeners of why would they want this on their hair versus maybe the pulling through the cap or the putting it in foils. And one thing that you said was it looks like that sun kissed look when we were a child. Mm -hmm. So describe some of the, the after facts of balayage um, compared to these others again. Well, it's like ribboning color through the hair. So uh, the way I explain it in the classroom, and maybe this is easy for your listeners to understand, is foiling is like spaghetti. It's round. And it go when you weave the hair and you place a highlight in the hair, you color it on both sides, therefore creating almost a noodling effect in the hair. Whereas balayage is surface painting, so it's mm-hmm. more flat like lasagna. And why I say it like that, where people can understand it, easier is how it travels through hair is more through the surface, which is mimicking what the sun would do naturally if you were sitting on a boat or at the beach and the sun was beating down on your hair, it would be lightening the top surface of the hair versus everything on the underneath part. The other thing is it doesn't create a line of demarcation like a foil does. So therefore, to the layman, it helps them, to the average guest, go longer uh, with their hair color service, therefore for providing them um, more bang for their buck, if you will. I love that. So not only do you provide a product that is going to be denser and stick to the hair, but you also teach the technique for hairstylists so that they can add this onto their service menu and be able to satisfy more clients with a different look or maybe the kind of look that they want. Because, you know, we went from, which I think everybody's familiar with now, we went from this kind of like uh, very stripey highlighting. Then we went to this ombre world where it was, you know, darker on the top and lighter on the bottom, um, which was, you know, a big trend. And this kind of then was the next, it was the next opportunity for us to be able to say, "Uh -uh, I don't want it dark on the top. I like the texture of my hair when it has color on it. So I just need something that is more highlighted, but I don't want the stripes. Well, right. And, you know, if you're going to build a brand and let me just back up for a minute to anyone that I'm teaching as a hairstylist, you are your own brand. I mean, we all have a brand within the brand, right? So what is going to separate you from the chair that is four feet away from you? You know, what is going to separate you from the, your neighbor or your neighbor across the street is the power of the paintbrush. And why I say it like that is because it's an artist interpretation. So if I look at your hair, Bonnie, or anyone's hair, and I am just looking at the ebbs and the flows, the peaks, the valleys, where do I want the hair to pop? Where do I want the hair to stop? Um, It gives me an arsenal to be very creative and individualize 
the look that I'm doing versus just following a pattern that the guy can or, or girl can do across the street or down right next or, to my or hair. Or what they were taught on a mannequin head in beauty school of how Correct. to apply foils. Correct. And yeah. so it does give you an opportunity to be more unique. And I think ultimately creating a, a sense of loyalty to the person who is painting your hair. Um, and in today's day and age, as many hairdressers as there are out there, you do have to create the brand within the brand. And so we talk about how balayage gives you uh, the vehicle to do that because you get codependent on your stylist because they understand better the look that you're after, but more importantly, how to make your hair you know, natural and, and look healthy and uh, just shine bright. And, and so, you know, women are after more of an organic type of feel to their hair. They, they don't want the maintenance. They don't have time anymore. And if I can double down on that, give the guests what they want, and have a stylist be able to do twice as many people because of it, I think it's a win-win all the way around. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we know that hair naturally kind of, like you said, has that ebb and flow. Um, and, you know, we're dealing with, a, with a, a generation of people that are going gray and they want solutions for this. So I definitely see balayage as a technique that provides more of that flexibility of a solution um, versus just kind of taking your brown hair and covering it up with brown dye and not having it look natural or not having it have that, that sun-kissed look to it that I think we all want. Yeah, there's two types of hair going on right now, in my opinion. I mean, there is the hair that I would call uh, falls into sort of a fantasy category. That fantasy category is, you know, bright, bold, uh, you know, I want to be in your face kind of hair. And that's okay. You know, that's okay, because there's a consumer out there that is that is that has a need for that look. And then, but I think the majority of women are now falling under the category of, I don't want to look like it. I have to do much to look this fabulous, you know? And I think that, you know, we used to work so hard, uh, to, uh, to, you know, I, I remember the days when I would put on an outfit and, it, you know, it was shoulder pads, makeup, earrings, hair up, you know, every single thing that I could put on my body at one time. And I, you know, and now we want to look more effortless, do we not? Uh, yes, and, because, and we, and we want to have that, that brand classic look that defines yeah. us. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, so for me, um, I just think balayage is just so fun. And I know that, you know, there are times it can get a bad name because people say, oh, it's this, or maybe it doesn't make it blonde enough or, or what have you. And I would challenge anyone out there to come spend a day with me and let me show you because many of the things that uh, cause people to feel that way are typically user error. And, you know, anytime you're freehand painting and opening up a can of worms of people just to be creative, you know, you can definitely have a learning curve. So there's a, there's a learning curve on how to be good at it. And uh, once you do master it, it is uh, quite remarkable as to, to the freedoms that you have as a, as a stylist. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we've got some good, we got some of your followers and some of your fans here on Facebook with us. So Adrian joined us and Patrice Daniels. Hi, Deborah. How are you? We got uh, Daniel Rug um, and Eric. Hey, Eric, how are you? Happy holidays to you too. I know I owe you a phone call, so stand by. Yeah. But we've got you guys. We're listen. We're 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 still talking about Sunlight's Balayage here and its founder, uh, Candy Shaw. And as we kind of progress into the next segment, we're going to talk more about the branding side of how she got started with this. I mean, obviously, she shared right now that she was she would she did it to fill a need. Um, and she did it to be, have a point of difference for her own personal brand to separate herself from mm-hmm. her competition out there. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll ask her more questions in regards to her brand. But I wanted everybody because, first of all, I, I want to highlight Candy as a female entrepreneur. I want to highlight Candy as having a strong and growing brand that is helping other women to be successful in their beauty career. Um, in a couple of ways. One, obviously doing the balayage techniques, but secondly, to be able to have them be part of her organization as an educator mm-hmm. so that they can train more people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third, to be able to just talk about it from just a brand perspective that applies, you know, outside of beauty, outside of hair, some of the things that she's doing really well that is actually what's having her brand be more sticky than any other product out there in the industry. I like that. Sticky. Sticky. Some stickiness there. Yeah. So I, so I appreciate all that you're doing. And, um, you know, for those of us that are in the industry, you're definitely, you know, you're definitely noticed um, and noteworthy and worthy to talk about and to be able to share. And I know that some people feel like, um, you know, they don't want to maybe learn a new technique. But at this point, I think that our listeners, which are our clients um, on my radio show. Oh, they're, they're demanding the ones, it. They're the ones that are asking for it. And we yeah. do make a joke sometimes that they, you know, they call it everything but balayage, you know. Yeah, balayage. Balayage, yeah. I, I, <laughs> a bouillage. Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, they see somebody with it, they ask what it is, they then want to come in and to be able to have that particular service or technique done. And if you are in the beauty industry and you haven't quite grasped some of the education behind this technique, um, obviously Candy Shaw and Sunlight's Balayage is the company to go to to be able to get that type of training there. So yeah. So Candy, give us a little bit more insight then as we kind of progress into your brand, like you started this company because you, you did some research, you got a chemist, you put together some ingredients, mm-hmm. but there's so much more to it than that. So that was like, Oh yeah. Part one. <laughs> yes. It's really, it's, it's funny when you were talking about starting a business in your garage, I literally stickered every jar you know, did a twist tie around the lightener, put the lid on, put the folded the, the instructions, put the scoop in. I mean, we there there is no doubt about it. Even my staff from Jamison Shaw were so incredibly uh, uh, supportive. They came over to my house. They brought their kids, their family. Our first big shipment out. We built it all ourselves. We built our boxes. We built everything, but. So when you were talking about a garage startup, it really did hit home with me. But how did I get started was, uh, just like I said, I just started asking questions. You know, I started figuring out, 
okay, well, what, you know, if the, I might not be the biggest brand out there, but I definitely punch above my weight class. Um, mm-hmm. And I say that because I, you know, no to me uh, doesn't mean uh, never. No to me means not right now. So when someone says, no, 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 I go, okay, okay, okay. Well, I got to work harder to get where I get a yes. And it's really interesting because now all those people that did tell me no, um, and they all are, they all have their own light, uh, balayage lighteners out there now. So it's, it's really kind of funny, but. Oh yeah. Uh, they, they saw that the, that the yeah. trend was worthy of investing in. Yeah. I, I definitely who created a wrong. brand that said otherwise. Yeah, exactly. But you know how to build a brand. I would say first, you kind of have to get an identity as to who you're, who you want to look and feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a woman, obviously. I'm a woman. I wanted, as a woman, I wanted something that was uh, sort of uh, happy and joyful and alive, like my own spirit. I feel. Um, you know, the trade shows, uh, Bonnie, you've been to a million of them, you know, the bag just gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year. I mean, eventually they're going to actually have people inside of trade show bags that they're going to drag down the bags are so big, you can't even walk. And I said, you know what? We don't need a bag. We need a box. You know, and I've always been a consumer that loves a product in a box. I love packaging. I think packaging was something that was really important to me in those those details about packaging. And so I thought, wouldn't it be great at a trade show if people walked around with a box? And then it started to dawn on me that what was changing in our industry was we were going from commission-based salons to having a lot of salons that were getting very fragmented. You know, we used to have these spas, uh, salon, huge. They did everything from your nails to your back rub to everything. And now it was, you know, everything was getting fragmented. We were getting blow dry bars. We were getting grooming lounges for men. We were getting places to go get your feet rubbed. We were getting places to go get your nails done. And when I started to see everything become fragmented and then the entrepreneur get out there and start opening up their own businesses, one chair, you know, rentals or, um, uh, 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 one of those uh, sweet rental type of places. I said, wait a minute, there's no way these folks are ever going to be able to afford the education that they need on their own. There's no way. Because mm-hmm. I know what it takes for my own 50 chair salon to afford education and to bring in good education. So that's when I decided to create a class in the box. And that's what it all boiled down to. It was like, okay, you've got this product. Now, what are you going to do with this product, Candy? Are you going to just sell this one product, this one hero? Or are you going to actually morph it into something more than that? And that's why I designed the Bali box and to put a class in the box. And ultimately, it just came down to thinking about my hairdresser out there that would struggle without great education. And um, so I always say I'm an education company that has a product. Mm-hmm. not a product company that has education. And that's kind of what has separated my brand from many of the other brands because a lot of brands go out, they, they create a product, and then they go find somebody to teach on behalf of that product. But there are very few of us who are out there that are a byproduct, 
if you will, which is me, the educator, who goes out and designs a product to bring to uh, bring to our industry. And so what's been um, exciting for me is how I'm teaching entrepreneurs to be their own um, brands under my brand. And that's probably the most exciting part that I, I didn't even realize going in uh, that this would be the most exciting part for me. It's one thing to sell something, but it's another thing to be able to give somebody the resources they need to be an entrepreneur themselves. And that's been quite remarkably the biggest payoff for me. That, that, and it's, that's the truth of brand. And we're going to define that a little bit more from one, one of my favorite brand gurus. And we're also going to talk with Candy a little bit more in regards to some of the things, some of the non-negotiables in a brand. And, you know, from a female perspective, how, how it's difficult still to, you know, head up and get a company to grow and get the resources that you need. Um, as a female entrepreneur. So we are going to take an audio break real quick, you guys. But before we do, I want to let you know that uh, I'm doing a program at Candy's Academy and it's open to anybody. It's not exclusive to the beauty industry. So if you're interested in figuring out how to build your own brand, you can attend stages. It's a two-day course on speaking and developing your brand identity. And it it focuses in on how to be able to create that story, but also how that story translates to to why you exist, what customer you're producing this for, and what it is you're truly offering. And you heard all of what Candy shared in regards to this as well. So she's certainly mastered this. So if you're interested in joining us, it's going to be here in Atlanta, Georgia on March 1st and 2nd. And I'll have more details for you at the end of the show so that you can sign up for that. Uh, Registration will be open very, very soon. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break on the audio, but stay with us if you're on Facebook because we're going to continue to chat with you during this break. Uh, We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. After years of waiting, there's a radio show for shotgunning enthusiasts worldwide. Tune into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation for the very best in wing and clay shooting talk. Join Marty and his guests as they bring you hunting and shooting information that you can use. So whether you're a beginner or a seasoned pro, this show can be your go-to source for wing and clay shooting information. Listen live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, and my guest today is Candy Shaw from Sunlight's Balayage. She's also known, a.k.a. as the Bali Lama. So she shared in the first half a little bit about the product uh, company that she developed or the education company and then turned it into a product company um, to be able to not only separate herself and define her brand, but also to help other people to define and separate themselves and have a strong brand that they can grow their business and build, like you said, mini entrepreneurs. Now, I want to define branding here a little bit. And this is one of my favorite quotes, Candy, um, is Seth Godin's definition of a brand. And he says that it's a set of expectations, memories, stories, and relationships that uh, put together and then taken into account a consumer's decision to choose one product over the other. And Can I get an amen on that? Yeah, it is. It's true. It's like there's truth to that. So if you look at the keywords or you look at the adjectives here, expectations, memories, stories, when you're building a brand, you have to have a story to it. Otherwise, people won't connect to it. Product, it, product knowledge is not a story. How the product got developed could be a story to be able to turn it into further knowledge about the product. Um, and then, of course, relationships, which I know that's a big one for you, and you're going to share more on that as well. But here's the, here's the part that I really love is accounts for the consumer's decision to choose one product over the other. Because we know right now we're in a sea of sameness, and we're in a, an mm. enormous competitive market, no matter what kind of product you have or have developed. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of competition out there. And I think that one of the things that I really admire about what you've done is that you've taken one singular opportunity and transformed it into a following mm-hmm. um, that people want to follow and they want to be a part of what you've got going on here. And not only does it serve them personally and financially, but it serves the industry at large when we have a hairdresser that's catering and supporting hairdressers. So true. You know, it's interesting. I think uh, the whole, if I just might talk social media for just a second, you know, everything is a rubber band effect. I think that something stretches as far as it can, and then it somehow comes back and then it stretches again. And then it somehow comes back. And, you know, obviously Right now, we have a vehicle with social media to have uh, all the stories, no pun intended, that uh, we can have out there. But really, the reality is back years ago, you know, we didn't have that as a resource. And so I was a storyteller from the very beginning because I didn't have... um, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and everything else to support that. 
I heard some interesting uh, 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 analytics the other day that a lot of big brands that go after these influencers, if you will, are now looking for what they call the micro influencer. Mm -hmm. And that's the person who's got a smaller following that's tight and engaged. You know, I often said I, I might not have a gabillion followers, but I have a lot of believers. Mm-hmm. And I think if you are if you are building a brand, you must set your sights on getting the believers to believe in your culture. And that's what will differentiate you in a sea of sameness. As you say, it's a great word. I'm stealing that one because it is it's a sea of sameness. Uh, and our industry, the hair industry in particular, has become so same same. It's you know, uh, you know, see what they do, repeat over here. See what they do, repeat over here. You know, it's just there's no one willing to stand out. There's no one in our industry right now standing out as a forefather, if you will, or a foremother. You know, that's out there creating something new and different because it's been done. It's been done. It's been done. It's been done. So. With my brand, I said to myself, I'm going to take a hero product, lightener. No one has ever gone after the lightener market. Everybody goes after the color market, shampoo market, the uh, you know styling product market, or the hot tool market, or the scissor market. You know, the, the lightener has always been the caboose at the end of the train. And when I went to my chemist and I said, I'm going to create a brand around Lightner, they, they kind of giggled. I got to tell you, they were like, uh, and when are you going to come out with the color line? I go, oh, no, you don't understand. We need to focus on lightening hair. And I want to, I want to be very, very clear that the catalyst in which I'm going down or the road in which I'm going down, Lightner is my catalyst. I'm going to focus solely on that. And then, of course, I've built plenty of products around that. Um, But creating a culture that uh, uh, had people who needed help, they needed help, they didn't know how, they didn't know how to balayage, they didn't know how to do it. And then with the influx of YouTube, there were so many people out there teaching, you know, all these different ways uh, that I knew, I knew I was going to have a home run. But why? Because I I, I lived by one motto and that was kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, too many people go out there and they try to be all things to all people at all times. And I said, no, no, that's not what I'm going to be. I am going to focus on balayage and nothing but balayage. And I promise you, I'll have a winner. I know I will because I, 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 I just knew that I would focus on the right thing at the right time. Yeah, that's so true. And there is there there's there is truth to that. I mean, I think one of the things like people say is, well, when are you going to create a color line? But if you look at a color line, the amount of resources financially and, you know, people-wise, energy-wise to create something that big and that expansive is not it, it, it's not feasible. Mm-hmm. But to look at one area where you saw the need and develop it from there was a very powerful thing to do that. And I, and I tell that with people and it, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of the, the philosophy of being able to specialize. Now, when you can specialize, you then get the opportunity to generalize. Oh, yeah. But you have to start out specializing. And I always say Amazon's perfect. Yeah. Amazon's a perfect example of this. I mean, mm-hmm. they did not start out selling everything. They started out selling books, paperback mm-hmm. and hardback books. 
and they eventually evolved. And, you know, and a lot of people think when you say, you know, how do you define that brand? People are like everything. And, but Mm -hmm. the truth is, is what their brand is, is operational excellence. Mm -hmm. They figured out a way to be operationally excellent in delivering anything. And I feel like that's what happened with our brand is yeah. it was operational excellence. And that if I, if I can be so humble to say, because it was in the classroom, that's yeah. where things, the ma- you know, that's where the magic had to happen for us. It wasn't me getting up on a stage, beating my chest, having a parade of models going through with some crazy whatever, because that was same, you know, <laughs> different, same thing, different day. Uh, you know, it was me, it was, it was humbling myself to know that I had to get in the trenches with my students. I had to get in the trenches with the, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, that comes along with the learning curve. And once I just got known for that, that's what catapulted my brand. Yeah. You know, the Leitner, you know, the Leitner is, uh, you know, speaks for itself. I mean, it's a high performing Leitner, but really it's just another product that could collect dust on the shelf, but there's not the education to back it. And so for me, it was about putting all of my eggs in education and all of my eggs in, um, you know, doing the right packaging and creating a culture of togetherness. And once I did that, it just sort of had a ripple effect and it was very slow and, 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 you know, like water would ripple out. It was just very slow. I didn't try to rise to the top in, an, in you know, a nanosecond. I just was patient. I gave it time. I continued to invest a little more and a little more of my time into certain focuses and regions that needed, it needed my attention. And then, you know, uh, I guess the rest they say is history. Um, And I'm constantly trying to create more people around this to uh, that, that believe in my mission because I want to see them succeed. Not because I I want to succeed now because I'm not doing this just for uh, the success or the money. I'm doing it to try to leave my industry in a better place. Yeah. So give us a little bit of where you're at now, Candy. So you're obviously in, in like, give us some insight of how Sunlight's Balayage has grown. Um, well, oh. we're in 13 countries now, which I can't even believe I say those words, uh, from a garage startup to 13 countries. Uh, you know, we have an academy, of course, we teach. We have over 120, uh, getting ready to add to that in March. We've got another 38 educators that we're going to be training here at my train, the trainer and how that works is people apply for that position. They find us on social media. They start using the product. They start believing in the brand and then they try out to become an educator. And then we bring them in and we teach them. So right now uh, we've developed uh, several things in our wet line from a toning shampoo. Uh, we're coming out with varying shampoos that tone very uh, uh, various types of hair because obviously we are a color company. Even though I don't have a color line, we are still known as a color company. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a French cutter and had you know taught French cutting for over twenty five years, so I've certainly still teach that. I'm still behind the chair. I was behind the chair today uh, working. Uh, So I love that part. Um, And so we're just sort of growing. Um, I hate it's overused organically. You know, everybody says organically, but really, truly we are. We're growing organically. Yeah. And that's really because that's partly because we're in the people business, but 
I also want to kind of like take it away from our industry and hair and, and, you know, no matter what business you guys are in that are listening to our show today, I want you to think about it. If you educate people on whatever it is you're trying to share with them, because Candy is the byproduct, like her teaching other people and then them teaching other people is how she's expanding her brand. So what is it? What's the idea that you have? What's the the challenge that you see that your market is facing and how can you educate them and have that education convert to a product? Um, that's the success formula right there. You know, Candy, I want to, I want to definitely touch on, you know, the, the women in business, the female entrepreneur that you mm-hmm. are. And, and, um, cause I, I still, I'm sorry, I still feel like there is, you know, sometimes an unfair advantage or sometimes a little bit more challenging to be able to get to that next level as a female entrepreneur. And I know I've got a lot of female listeners, um, on our show. What's some advice you can give to them? Oh, what a loaded question. Well, first of all, you're absolutely right. And I don't say that because I want to beat my chest as a woman who feels like she doesn't get the same advantages. But I would say that, you know, a lot of that falls on how you uh, accept uh, uh, the no and how you accept, Mm -hmm. you know, where do you want to be? You know, you have to you have to make your place at the table. You know, I'm fortunate enough. I get to sit on the board of Intercoiffure, the board of Beauty Changes Lives. I mean, you know, you you have to be able to just stand up and ask, you know, and get your face slapped and 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 be able to to just say, you know, I, I won't be defeated. I, I'm going to get in here and I'm going to do the best job that I can. But you can't demand it. You, you know, you, the proof is in, you know, I always say that. Uh, um, the haters that hate me, you know, the, I, I built a foundation on all the, the, the bricks that have been thrown at me. And, you know, the haters that hate me, one day they're going to ask if I'm hiring. I know that. And, and quite frankly, that has happened already. But I think that we just can't let it defeat us or define us and let it empower us. I mean, the more someone says I can't is the more I'm going to. I mean, that's just the nature of being a third child and the, the youngest of three of two brothers that, you know, always said they were better than me, you know, possibly <laughs> need to go into counseling over that. But, <laughs> you know, at the we all need the, to go into counseling over, over, over some family. Day, issues, right? I just would not, you know, you cannot play ball better than I can. You cannot water ski better than I can. You cannot snow ski better than I can. It just, it was my competitive nature you know, that ultimately in the end got me where I am. So if you don't have that nature of, you know, feeling like you can be the best at what you do, then, you know, you're, you are already setting yourself up for failure. So there is a little bit of that thick skinned conversation we need to have as Mm -hmm. women. And, uh, you know, and I think a secondary conversation is we really do. I know this. Oh, I know we say it, but honestly, sometimes I don't see it. We need to support other women Yes, with other women Buy if your friends and companies buy from them, you know, if it's something that you use or access anyway, um, and continue to support that. But I think the thick skin part of it is a very powerful statement. Um, you know, like you said, like embrace it and and be empowered by the bricks thrown at you. Don't give up, but step up to the table and, and trust you should be there. 
Yeah, 100%. And I love the true character of a great woman is one that will straighten the crown of another woman. You know, I, I really believe that. I mean, I celebrate everybody's success, male and female. I'm very lucky in the city of Atlanta that all of the hair salons that are anybody are all my friends. Yes, mm-hmm. we're competitors, if you want to call that a word. Yeah, we are. But the reality is we're greater as a force, whether it's males, females, doesn't really matter. Uh, ethnic, uh, your, you know, your ethnic background, it really doesn't matter. I think it's what you let it be. And, um, you know, for me, yes, I, I would have to agree. It's a little harder for me to get, I said, if I had had a accent and I was, you know, from someplace, I probably would have gotten this uh, beast up the mountain a lot quicker. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, but it's true because, uh, you know, that's just how we're built. Uh, and, but we have to be willing to acknowledge our faults. We have to be willing to acknowledge what we could do better. Mm-hmm. Every single day with my team uh, that I work with, we walk and we huddle at the end of the day. And I say, what are your takeaways? What are your takeaways from today that you're going to do better tomorrow? It's not about defeat. It's about defining, you know, and um, I always say when you lose, don't lose the lesson. Find the lesson and make the lesson be your strength tomorrow. You know, what are you going to do better uh, tomorrow? And I think if you do that, you'll build a great brand. All things I needed to hear personally as well. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it is good to be able to see and support other women. And, you know, I was, I was at this, it was about a year ago, I was at this um, women, in, uh, women in Engineering conference that I was speaking at on a leadership program. And I sat in on one of these classes where they were talking about women being able to get investors. And, you know, it's still a very, very small percentage of women that end up getting the right kind of investments. And some of the information that they were sharing was because women don't ask for enough. So they ask for a little and a little doesn't have the same return on risk as more. So we're thinking, but I only need $300,000 to get my company going. And they're handing $1.3 million to a man because they see the return on that risk being greater mm-hmm. and the well, commitment of that. Yeah. Well, thank God for Shark Tank. I will say that. And that's the truth. I mean, I really, I, I think it's really put a lot of emphasis on an entrepreneur can be anybody, you know, there's young kids that are entrepreneurs and they're saying the next generation is going to be the hardest working, most entrepreneurial uh, generation of our time because they've had the resources now with YouTube and with the internet to learn things quicker and to define what their, what their, what their uh, secret sauce is already going to be. So that's very encouraging to be, uh, to, to hear that, you know, these young kids and uh, that it's not just, Oh, the millennials and the, the, you know, I'm so tired of hearing it. I just, you know, it's like, get over yourself. Look, we're all in this thing together, help each other and uh, grow together. And, you know, we're all in different times in our lives that cause us to, to see things differently and, 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 and always visualize your future and, and really look hard at what it is you want in the end. Being dyslexic has helped me a lot because I always start with the end game and I work backwards. Mm-hmm. And it really has helped me because I go, this is what I want. 
Now, how, what do I have to do? How do I get it? Yeah. Yeah. Because then that's the plan. Candy, you, you have been a phenomenal guest and uh, I appreciate it. Now, you know, I know that we have a lot of listeners that are outside of beauty and I I don't know if this is something that you're open to, but I, I think you, you'd be a fabulous keynote speaker to inspire other women and other, um, even in any and all industries type of thing. So, um, if you guys, if you want to find out more about Candy, Candy, give us some way that we can track you down, find you, and connect with you. Well, at the Bali Lama, which is my Instagram, uh, Candy at sunlightsbaliage.com is how you get uh, me from an email standpoint, and Candy Shaw on Facebook. Yes. Uh, and I would love to certainly speak to any. Uh, women's organization. I'm actually lined up in January to go speak back at my high school, which I told them I thought that was a little bit, uh, a a little bit risky for them because to get in front of students to tell them that I never went to college (laughs) is probably not what they wanted. Right. I'm delighted to graduating. I never went to college. Assure them that I would, I would, I would not say that college is bad because I've had three kids. But but the (laughs) trades are very, uh, very, we need more people in trades. Yes. And so I think that you're the perfect person to talk to your high school. And I think that's fabulous that they've invited you back. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, to all my industry friends and all of the people that are already following Candy, she's got an academy that she does, French cutting, balayage, you know, get involved, uh, participate. She's obviously at a lot of the industry trade events. So you can certainly find her um, on the website. What's the website, Candy? Uh, Sunlightsbalayage.com. Okay, perfect. And you'll yeah. be able to see all the education Everything and anything. as well. Uh, you guys, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate all of your following. Appreciate your support. We're going to close out this year strong with beautiful brands. We have uh, Daniel Kaner from Orbe coming up this month. Um, we also have, I'm launching another book uh, uh, at the end of the month, and I've got some beautiful ladies that I have collaborated with, and we're women supporting women to be able to launch this book and share our stories as well. So you'll hear more about that at the end of this month as well as uh, into 2020. Um, but Candy, thank you for being a fabulous guest. And Bonnie, thank you for what you do to get this news and, and all these uh, messages out there. Um, it's really inspiring to me to see you build your brands as well. Yes. Thank you so much. All right, you guys. So I promised you a link to be able to share with you for the stages speaking and branding course, and you can go to stages speaking course.com stages speaking course.com. You'll find out more. I know that there's some edits happening right now on that page to get registration open as quickly as possible. And you'll be joining me here in Atlanta. George, I'd love to come speak at your event. Uh, yes. Well, you will be an invited guest. I would have to say. <laughs> yes, of course you will. Yeah. All right. You guys remember that building a brand is not easy. You got to find that frequency and you got to narrow that message down to be able to get the message out to the people that are there to be able to support you and follow you. And of course, always be you in beauty. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.